Hello, buddies, fellow Franco fans. It's I, your host, Jason Rudy, from Jasper Visions Productions. And, uh, you know, the usual spiel. Uh, doing a little editing. Uh, doing better on Lady Hyde. Been putting some of the music down for it and uh, digging some of my choices that uh, went through and listened to and uh, figured out what would work. And, uh, yeah, digging what's going on so far. So happy with that. Um, and uh, one thing you might be happy with is uh, listening to the Franco Observer, obviously. And uh, one thing that is interesting that you may be happy with or you may not be happy with is this film. This is a film that uh, uh, isn't really readily available and it's kind of hard to get. Um, I got a copy of it, obviously, a gray market deal through the internet. But uh, yeah. This is the first of three films that he, uh, Jess Franco, does for Robert De Nacelle, and uh, I think it's Comptour Francois Productions, um, right after his run with uh, Irwin C. Dietrich. And after the Irwin C. Dietrich run, we jumped back and uh, finished up the beginning of the Franco catalog, the early films from his first film, uh, We Are 18. Uh, you know, Endless 18, or, and then all the way to uh, just before Bloody Judge, so that would be uh, like uh, Eugenie, I think it was, or um, Venus and Furs and uh, Justine, all those. So yeah, but now we are back to uh, time, like 1978, and just Frank, like I said, just wrapped up the Irma C.D. trick debt, I guess, paid off his debts. From his extravagance of uh, budgets and dinners and hotels and everything for his cast and all that. He's run through already and kind of uh, soured a few friendships, some relationships with fellow actors and actresses, mostly actresses. And uh, this is like a shakeup right now. So um, these three films he does, Lena Romay is not in any of the three. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Take that back. She's in the second. She's in one of the three. I don't think she's in the, the burning up side, but yeah. But anyway, for this film, uh, cocktail special. After a big intro, uh, film eighty six, episode eighty six. So yeah, right now we're back in sync. So maybe that's why I have the little extra step in my voice. But uh, yeah, because uh, you know Jason is into synchronicity. So I like how all this is running, and we should be running together now like this for a little while. So this should be good. So yeah, so this is, uh, like I said, he does these three films, starts back up, and uh, gets back into the next phase of his career. So you have, like, the early phases, and then the Harry Allen Tower phase, uh, and then you have uh, the Dietrich phase, and now the porno, beginning of the porno stages before he goes and does... uh, some other stuff that we know and love, some further classics like Devil Hunter and Bloody Moon and all that. So, But that's jumping ahead, so let's jump back to where we are. This is the year, and uh, it's 1978, and this brings us to Cocktail Special. And after all the previous producers that Harry Allen Towers had had, this has just one country, France. Cocktail Special, French theatrical title, France, 1978. Alternative titles, the West German theatrical, um, Wet Lips, uh, uh then you have the Swedish video, is also called Wet Lips, and uh, 
Fuktiga Lapar. And uh, then the third one is The Taste of Sperm. Oh, yeah, I forgot to mention, if I haven't already, these are three X-rated films. So, yeah, like I said, this is the X-rated phase of his career. So, obviously, by the titles, you know. Cocktail special, like, oh, maybe so. I don't think. And wet lips, you're like, hmm. And then finally, The Taste of Sperm. You're like, yeah, I think that's an X-rated film. So, yeah, shooting title was The Taste of Sperm, which is the theme song, but we'll talk about that later. And that's uh, Le Gote de Sperm. Uh, then we have um, the Swedish title, uh, Wet Lips, Course. Okay, same deal. All right, and then we have unconfirmed titles. Um, you Will Give Me Everything, Tutime Ferris Tote. And then we had uh, Copulations was a title, but it was refused. And then Oral Total, and then Sex Cocktail USA, possibly. Uh, production company, uh, yeah, there is Comptour Francois de Film Production out of Paris. And same theatrical distributors, the same deal. Comptour Francois de Film Production out of Paris. Timeline, uh, shooting early, 1978. So, yeah, this is because uh, the December was 77 of him. So this is probably like early January, maybe February. Uh, and and uh, so that was released in July. Say if this was February, March, May, June, July. Like five months later, about four months later, it was released um, on July 5th of 1978. In Paris, obviously, because uh, France production. And uh, French visa issued August 11th of 78. And then it played French, France through there. And then uh, played, later played Germany on July 6th of 1979. Uh, theatrical running time, France, 72 minutes. And the DVD and video running times converted. Uh, the French VHS copies like 67 minutes, 6 seconds. Uh, German version, uh, PAL, VHS is uh, 73 minutes, 50 seconds. And the Swedish video Rama PAL, VHS is 73 minutes, 50 seconds as well. So yeah, you have the 67 minutes, which was the French one that came out first. And then the better quality, uh, actually I think that might be the better, I forgot how it runs, but we'll read about that later. But yeah, so you have a better quality that comes out second. And that's I think the longer version, the German one. All right, uh, director Jess Franco as Clifford Brown. So, yeah, this is one of the Clifford Brown phases because he didn't want his name on this. Uh, writer Jess Franco, of course, but here he's billed as Robert Hugh, H-U-G-H-E. I think that's the first time he's used that alias. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's another first. Uh, adaptation, Jess Franco, again, as Robert Hugh with an E. Um, and then Lucette Gaudia. And the producer, of course, is Robert D. Nassel. Uh, director of photography is Jess Franco. He's also a camera operator. So he does it all. Camera operator, director of photography, and director, and writer, and uh, adapted his story. <laughs> that's funny. Um, that's about it for him. And, of course, produced by Comptor Francois to film production. Uh, cast, okay. Uh, Benny Sousa, a as Sousa, that's T-O-U-X-A. Uh, she plays Eugenie, the lead character. Uh, Raspier. The Italian video cover. Oh, yeah. Before we go any further, uh, of course, uh, all information is from... Now, this one, we used to always say uh, murderous passions. Now, this is the second one. Flowers of Perversion, The Delirious Cinema of Jesus Franco, Volume 2 by Stephen Thrower. Singular by himself. So, yeah, it's Flowers of Perversion. That's the Volume 2. Um, yeah, check it out on Amazon if it's still available. All right, back to the cast. So, yeah, and this film, Cocktail Special, uh, which we'll jump to a little bit, but this is the second version of Eugenie that he does. Uh, or wait, 
Uh, no, this is actually the third version. Uh, but anyway, we'll, we'll get a hold of that. All right. Um, okay, director Jess Franco. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, Benny Sousa as... Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, so this is the third version of Eugenie. Okay, Eugenie. Um, she plays Eugenie de Havilland. Um, then we have Corrine Gambier returns. Uh, she did quite a few films with him during the Dietrich period. And she plays Sandra. And then you have uh, Nicole Velna um, as Anna, Berto's wife. And uh, you have Edia Vargas returning as Martine de Bresic. And uh, let's see, uncredited. Okay, yeah, so Corrine Gambier, she's the blonde gal in um, Satanic Sisters. And then uh, she's in Voodoo Passion. And maybe a few other ones. I think she's in one of the women in prison films or jungle films. And then she may uh, maybe one or two, but those are two big ones. And then she, of course she's in this, uh, now her first X-rated film, or maybe, maybe not first, but she had done X-rated film scenes in, uh, like around the world in 80, 80 nights or whatever. And a few of those ones like that. But yeah, so this is another one for her. And then of course, um, Adia Vargas played the secretary in, uh, slaves or D Sklavin. And, uh, She's in quite a few of the uh, Dietrich-era films, like most of them, actually. So, so yeah, I have a couple of regulars here that's come back, which is cool uh, to see, especially in this type of film. Uh, uncredited, Maurice Clavier plays Berto, Martine's servant, Mel Rodrigo, Christian de Bresek, Martine's brother. And you have Jean Perrot as Raymond Rasp, Eugenie's father. Um, okay, synopsis. Actually, I'm just going to read the synopsis now because it's so short. Um, actually, no, we'll read the synopsis when I talk to our guest reviewer so oh yeah and before i go to the production notes our guest reviewer is uh uh Cini, again returning from for another episode uh, i think this is 14 now uh and she's going to uh join me on this i have yet to watch this i've scanned through it but uh yeah and she's got it so we're gonna watch it in a day or two and do this uh the review of it then so all right here we go uh production notes um Sometime around Christmas 1977, Franco cut his professional ties with producer Erwin C. Dietrich and left Switzerland for Paris. His reasons for doing so, expressed in interviews years later, varied according to who was asking. He once claimed that he quit working for Dietrich and returned to Paris because he missed the excitement of metropolitan living, having tired of the sleepy suburbs of Zurich. However, when I spoke to him in person in 2010... He told me a different story. The problem with Dietrich was I was working every day, and I was very happy because he wanted to use me as a means to have a director sitting in front of him making films for him, and he said he was very happy about it. But then when the industry prospects started to be less certain for small films, he wanted me to make less films, a couple of films a year. Immediately I realized that it was better for me to go because the chance to work as I like was over. Franco said he was happy working for Dietrich, but he was certainly pleased, and and he was certainly pleased to have regular financial backing. But Franco never expressed dissatisfaction with the restrictiveness of his tenure as Dietrich's house director, uh, casting, scoring, and camera handling, for instance. We now know, of course, why Franco never wanted to open that particular can of worms in an interview. Perhaps the real reason for his departure from Dietrich was simply that he had paid off his debts finished his obligations, and I was free to seek other work. In the aftermath of his Swiss adventure, however, Franco stumbled for a while. Back to hustling for finance, he turned to an old compadre, Robert D. Nessel, and his company, Comptour Francois de Film Productions. D. Nessel had produced many of Franco's best films during the early 70s, including The Erotic Rites of Frankenstein, 
Sinner, The Secret Diary of Nymphomaniac, How to Seduce a Virgin, and Countess Perverse. However, Dina Sell's financial resources, never very robust, had dwindled even further during the intervening three years. The trio of films Franco would make for CFFP in the early months of 1978 were among his cheapest yet. Ellis von Taut, Le Brûle de Partout, and Cocktail Special were rattled off in less than four weeks. Wow, so he did yeah, each of those about a week and a day or two. Uh, which to, in itself was no different in the way he shot films like How to Seduce a Virgin, 73, Countess Perverse, 73, or Lustful Amazon, 73. The difference this time was commitment or lack of it. Cocktail Special and Elis Font Tout are two of the weakest Franco films of the 70s, while Jabril de Partout has some of the strangest sick atmosphere one associates with Franco's better work. The overall feeling one gets from these productions is one of listlessness and exhaustion. Whether the tiredness was brought on by the workload of the past three years, depression in the face of poor financings, or the dispiriting feeling of going backwards rather than forward professionally is unclear, but something was definitely wrong. As Franco himself said to me, the author, in 2010, this work was all shit. I never signed those films. I never wanted to sign those films. I had to do them because I was completely broke. Let's just stop and think about that statement for a moment. After a stable working arrangement in Switzerland, directing 16 films in three years, Franco nevertheless found himself completely broke upon returning to France. How could this happen? Either he had no idea how to invest his earnings, or else the Dietrich period really was about paying off debts rather than making new money. Uh, Franco was, by all accounts, a bonavivier and a generous host who wined and dined his cast and crew at the best restaurants. But it still seems remarkable to be penniless after shooting 16 films in three years for a scrupulous, honest producer. A scrupulously honest producer. Which is why it seems more likely that the reason he ended up broke making films for Robert E. Nassil that he really didn't want to make is that he spent the last two years working off debts. So yeah, that's kind of him. All right, review. Cocktail Special draws from the same well of inspiration as 1969's Eugenie, the story of her journey into perversion. Although, namely the Marquis de Sade's book, Philosophy in the Bedroom. Which is cool because uh, the last episode that we did was that film, 1969's Eugenie. So now, as we come to this part, 86, film 86, we're back to the same source but this time the X-rated version, Cocktail Special. Uh, but although it delivers for its all-important cocktail sequence a bucket of bodily fluids, of which the Marquis might have approved, which that's a pretty nasty scene, uh, for the most part, the running time is awash with floppy penises, grimy-looking pussies, and last luster, lackluster penetrations. The sex on display is entirely unremarkable. The music, most of it familiar from other Franco films, is flung over the image with no consideration or subtlety, and the brevity of what takes place between the hardcore scenes tells you all you need to know about the value Franco put upon it. Whereas sexually explicit films like Shining Sex or Das Bildnis der Doriana Gray have a mesmerismic magical quality that speaks of life beyond the sleaze pit circuit, Cocktail Special is lost in the crowd of thousands of similar titles. 
And were it not for a small handful of signature Franco touches, the theme of incest, the coastal setting, the name Eugenie, an occasional zoom into a vagina, the film would be indistinguishable from the films of Alan Payette or any of the other porno also-rans of the day. All right. Uh, the action begins with a telephone sex scene as kinky novelist Martine de Brezac calls the virginal young Eugenie, inviting her to visit for an education in the ways of love. While talking, Martine amuses herself sexually with her married living servants, Berto and Anna, giving Eugenie an earful as a preview. Cocktail Special's version of Innocence is merely a lack of hands-on experience. Eugenie's already gagging for it, fingering herself to a climax while listening. It should be noted, however, that this tallies more closely with Desaad's original story than Franco's earlier adaptation, Eugenie, The Journey of a Journey into Perversion. In the book, Eugenie is an avid pupil, chomping at the bit for new experiences. While being schooled in libertinage by the Sadian mouthpiece character, Dolmonts, she raises token demurals, but then swiftly withdraws her objections in line with the philosophy of the libertine. In the earlier film, Franco painted her as a victim, an innocent, tricked and manipulated to murder and vice, more like Saad's internal victim, Justine, than his acolyte and wickedness, Eugenie. It's just a pity that the actor playing Eugenie, Minnie Tusa, is among the least expressive of Franco's leading ladies, and besides the amorality, which emerges in the book's heroine, is never properly explored here, except for a flip coda, which we'll discuss later. Um, okay, here's more of the story. I'll kind of just knock this through, because it is an X-rated film, so... Uh, at home, Eugenie's father, Raymond, chastises her for walking around the house nude, then heads off to a hotel for kinky sex with Martine. After a little S&M and the threat of having his masochistic nature revealed in Martine's next book, Raymond agrees to allow Martine free access to his daughter, and that's the plot pretty much done with. Instead of further developments, exploring the cruel jouissance of Dassault's philosophy, Inu seems to dominate the film. The morning after a night of S&M ravishment, our ingenue walks into the sitting room to find everyone still writhing around nude on the floor and the feeling is one of the been there done that boredom this from a girl who has only just experienced sex eugenie ends up joining in anyways and her body language speaks of weariness not arousal some psychic force emanating perhaps from behind the camera is weakening the elemental energy of sex earthing the current and sending invisible waves of lassitude across the space between camera and flesh um on the plus side, the special cocktail of the title is memorably repulsive or exciting, depending on your tolerance for steamy body fluids. Yeah, I've seen that scene. That's like a lady pisses in a giant... Oh, we'll talk about that in the review. <laughs> nice little tease there. Or exciting, depending on your tolerance for steaming bodily fluids. And Franco at least manages to make this key scene visually interesting as the cocktail is dispensed in a room full of party guests while the space is carved up in quarters by camera lens flare. Also, I have to hand it to Martine. As a writer, she really knows how to grab her reader's attention. Her latest novel shows her on the back cover with her legs spread wide to expose her moist pussy. The red-hued orgy scene with droopy, dejected penises rubbed against joke store masks and women trying to conduct oral sex through mouth slits a centimeter wide is either utterly stupid or oddly dreamlike, depending on how tolerant you're feeling. All that remains is for Martine to pull off her piste de results tricking father and daughter into a steaming clinch, and were set for an explosive finale. Or so as you would think. Instead, in keeping with the general lassitude, Franco handles the revelation with the dramatic equivalent of a shrug. Eugenie yelps, Daddy, and Franco, I'm sorry, and Raymond exclaims, 
Eugenie, it's you. Upon which she smiles and resumes blowing him. Yikes. Uh, the father's further responses for or against or simply not recorded, perhaps the most extreme example of directoral disinterest Franco ever committed to celluloid, languid and so, soporific. Should be sophomoric, I think. Uh, the, the film is just a, ha- a drop of the lazy decadence familiar from the more intoxicating Franco films of the 70s. But let's face it, this time someone's pissed in the absinthe. <laughs> The thrills are massively watered down. The sexual charge is negligible, negligible, and Franco signally fails to deliver a worthwhile new spin on the source material. All right, cast and crew: the president of Lisbon-based dancer Adia Vargas. In most of the films Franco shot in Portugal between 1960, I'm sorry, 1976 to 1978, uh, Di Sclaven, Elsa the Wicked Warden. That's the one I was thinking of. Uh, Love Letters of Portuguese Nun, Elise Fontaut, Gebru de Porto, suggest that maybe she was responsible for recruiting the other Portuguese cast members, drawing on her contacts in the local arts or possibly from her retinue of personal friends. Marius Clavier, who plays Berto, Martin's servant, appeared in a small supporting role in Women in Cell Block 9, playing a guard helping out with the torture of the female prisoners. He can also be seen in the other two CFFP productions. Uh, music. The best way to hear Franco's intended soundtrack for a cocktail special is to watch the Swedish video, which retains all, except the French credits, and has better sound and vision quality. Among the cues is a catchy little number by Daniel White, built around the repeated chant, the taste, 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 taste of your sperm. Given White's generally more decorous character, one imagines that it was Franco who wrote the lyrical refrain for this song. If things had gone according to plan, it would have been the title theme. Franco had originally wanted to call the film The Taste of Sperm until the title was vetoed by the French censor. Also on hand is an unreleased theme by White, mixing Catholic choral and synth disco music. Franco obviously loved it because he used it over and over again in the 80s. Two other Daniel White tracks, both of which would end up as title themes in the 80s, are also unveiled here for the first time. A bluesy sax number called Oceano Knox, um, which provided the title themes for El Lago de la Virgins, Lake of the Virgins, and uh, Blood on My Shoes, uh, Sangre Mis Zapatos, 1983. And a rather drab little Ricky Dinky Bordello piece that wound up on the opening credits for Hotel de la Luingas, 1982. The Italian version, oh yeah, okay, so the version I have on DVD is the Italian version. So this is the version I have coming up here. The Italian version of the film is the same length as the German release, but it redubs the dialogue and changes the soundtrack completely. And I've seen these two scenes, it's <laughs> pretty awesome. Adding unlicensed music such as The Temptations, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, and Pink Floyd, Shine On You Crazy Diamond, to the sex scenes. Um, the Italian version also adds some David, Sandsborn, David Sanborn-esque sax soloing of the kind that accompanies softcore sexiness in mainstream movies but sounds jarringly out of place in a Jess Franco film. Uh, locations. All the action takes place at the Faural Hotel in Casquias, Portugal. Still open for business today and looking much the same except for some redevelopment of the surrounding guards. It's just a five-minute walk away from the Palacio Conde Castro Gumares 
as used in numerous Franco films, including Love Letters of a Portuguese Nun. The same hotel also provides the setting for Franco's next two films, Yalis Fontaltes and Gebreux de Partout. All right, uh, connections. Getting close to the end here. Uh, as noted, Cocktail Special is a riff on Franco's Eugenie, the story of her journey into perversion. With Adia Vargas and Mel Rodrigo in the parts played by Maria Rome and Jack Taylor, and Benny Sousa in the Maria Lindenhall role, and thus another adaptation of the Marquis de Sade's philosophy of the bedroom. But while the incest angle and the cocktail itself may be authentically Sadean, the lack of development or interesting dialogue makes for an un- insubstantial skim across the surface of the writer's ideas. Incest made its first unambiguous appearance in a Franco film in Eugenie, 1970, and, but in that film it was only referred to in dialogue. Incestuous rape between uncle and niece takes place in Virgin Among Living Dead, 1971. Very sketchily implied incestuous rape lurks in the family background of El Otro Lado de Espacio, 1973. Abusive sex between half-sisters, one of them retarded, occurs in Hot Nights of Linda, 1973. And there's a flashback scene depicting a father's attempted rape of his daughter in... Frau Frontfragenis, 1975. Satanic Sisters appears at first to hinge around a sexual relationship between two sisters, but they are eventually released, revealed to be stepsisters. It's only here in Cocktail Special that Franco stages an explicit sexual encounter between father and daughter, and it's the result of malicious subterfuge. Having brought his characters unwittingly to this taboo-busting act, he then jettisons any plausible sense of characterization and has them carry on having sex together as if unconcerned. It's a crazy decision. Franco transgresses one of society's oldest taboos, and then when the cat is out of the bag, so to speak, shrugs off the repercussions like it's nothing of importance. It's not even treated as a joke. The drama of the moment is simply thrown away. He returned to the topic of incest again with a fully loaded comedy blunderbuss in 1987's rightlessly disgusting Fellow Crest. Uh, the stunning Adia Vargas plays the manipulative Martine, I'm sorry, who plays a vindicative Martin? Was a sister of indulgent in love letters of Portuguese nun and the sinister secretary of blackmail, blackmailed industrialist Emil Seradic in Desclaven. Cocktail Special breaks the Sedean mold with a dark-skinned Eugene this time around, although her race plays no significant part in the actual story. Uh, French version. From sorry, French release. Cocktail Special spent a mere fortnight on release in Paris, opening on July 5th, 78, on five screens. It pulled in a modest 8,770 views or viewers over the two weeks, after which it disappeared for a while, before turning up for bookings in February 79, and again in August 82. Double build with the earlier Franco Dita-Cell title, La Chateaulises. All right. Um, other versions... Uh, cocktail special sole manifestation on v- French video came from a company called Pros- Prosperpine Pro- Editions, and it was highly unsatisfactory. At around 58 minutes, the film appeared to end with a frolic on the beach and a camera zoom into sunlight. Then after a brief glimpse of a Prosperpine trailer card, we returned to the film. Although we've jumped forward in the narrative, the picture quality is even worse than before. Uh, the scene to which we turn to the sex party, which Eugenie's father is tricked to having sex with his daughter, but you never guess because the saturated lighting of the scene plays havoc with the video's already atrocious duplication quality. To make matters worse, the last minute is a garbled mess of truncated shots, interrupted dialogue, and rudely edited music. 
from what happened, quite what happened at the video transfer stage, as anyone's guessed. Fortunately, the video released on video in Germany as Feig Leipen is far superior. The whole film is present, except for the French credits, and one can actually make out the identities of the participant in the orgy. This version um, went on to be released in Sweden as Fuk Tiga Lapar, although the scene credits retain the German language title. In Italy, the film hit video stores with the bizarre title Wet Lips on the cover. That's what I, I have. Uh, the video itself contained the Fuch Lippen version, dubbed in Italian, with the German title card still present. Um, okay, let me talk about other films called Cocktail Special and all that other stuff. All right, well, that's the bit. That's all the uh, information that is in the book, uh, Flowers of Perversion, Volume 2, about Cocktail Special. So... All right, uh, hang out after the break, and you'll hear the review of myself and Kali Sini watching and talking about the cocktail special. Uh, if you enjoy cocktail specials, or you enjoy the Frank Goes for podcast, or if you don't like cocktail specials, uh, tell your friends about the show, uh, share it, let everybody tell everybody else about it, uh, let it spread like a nice virus, like a nice, beautiful flower vine spreading across the world. Let it take over. Let it breed. Frank would be proud. So yeah, tell a friend, let the cat out of the bag, and uh, let everybody know we're doing good. Uh, also, you could donate. If you care to donate, there's a donation button on there. Uh, either one time or reoccurring, your choice, however amount you want to do. Always feel free. It's always much appreciated. Uh, also, to download the episodes. They're always there for you every Wednesday morning. Download and subscribe. If you subscribe, they'll be waiting for you in your mailbox. Uh, downloaded West Coast time every Wednesday morning at 1 a.m. Um, so, yeah, whatever time that is for you, that's the time it always is. It's always on a schedule. I always put it at the same time, same same Wednesday. So, so that way you keep the uh, streak and the uh, repetitiveness alive. So it's always good. You like continuity and you like um, you know things you can depend on. That's what you can do with us. All right. Uh, also, if you want to get a hold of us, ask us any questions. If we have a mailbag episode eventually one day, if we get people writing in, asking questions or comments or anything you want to get a hold of us on, uh, you can email us at uh, one word, Franco Observer. Uh, that's F R A N C O O B S E R V E R, Franco Observer, at yahoo.com. And uh, yeah, write me and I'll get a hold of you. Thanks. Uh, if you want to follow us, you can on Facebook. We're at the Franco Observer Podcast or Instagram, the Franco Observer Podcast. You can find us there and uh, add us, all that good stuff. Um, also, too, I've had a few orders from Canada and uh, Germany and other places um, for Redbubble. I have uh, some Alina designs and Jess Franco and some other things up there. Uh, my red bubble name on there is Visions Jason. So, yeah, you can see the Lena drawings that we have on shirts and bags and magnets and and uh, anything else you want to design. Mouse pads, it's on a lot of different stuff, like multiple th- designs, multiple items. Sold some shirts and bags and some other stuff. So, very cool to see that out there. And people have been sending me the pictures, and it's very, very nice to see. So, thank you all for doing that. Much appreciated. Uh, all right, cool. So, Hang out, and I think that's all the words we got to say today. So, uh, except uh, Buenas noches.
buddies. Welcome once again to the Frank Observer podcast. It is I, Jason Rudy, and I am joined once again with um, this film with my guest from California, Los Angeles, California, home of the doors, Miss Kali Sini. How are you today, Kali? the doors i um i well i suppose i should explain i've I've been better i'll probably sound pretty darn nasally during this whole thing because i'm sick so i'm home from work today but at least i was able to watch a porno and yeah you know and and this film you know it's like it kind of got slated to people oh it's a porn it's a porn it's a porn but i really fucking like this movie i don't know about you but i really liked it and i was like really impressed and I always like going into something with lowered expectations on Franco wise. And it turns out like, wow, I was actually pretty fucking good, man. Like, you know, with certain things, um, but we'll go into all that. Let me just read the quick synopsis and then we'll talk about this film. Cause I took like three pages of notes for this. So Jesus. Yeah. I was really into it. All right. <laughs> Is it that long? <laughs> uh, 71 minutes. And I took three, pa- three, three pieces of notes, three pages of notes all with my pants on. So that was pretty good. Alrighty. Um, no notes with my pants off. All right. Uh, so that way, yeah, I figured yeah, I'll, I'll save that joke for later. And ironically, right. you enjoyed it more. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Synopsis. Um, naive Eugene is invited by her father's dominatrix lover, the perverse novelist Martine de Brezac, to spend a weekend at her country home. There she meets Berto and Anna, a married couple who act as Martine's servants and sexual partners. After initiating her into the ways of libertinage with a sacramental cocktail of wine, urine, and sperm, Martine makes Eugenie guest of honor at a masked orgy with the aim of tricking the girl's father into unwittingly deflowering his daughter. All right, so um, Miss Collie, what did you think of this film, Cocktail Special, a.k.a. Wet Lips? Oh, um, I mean, I have mixed feelings. Um, I had, I, I did like certain, I mean, you know, it has the Jess like, um, signature there, there's, you know, certain like scenes that, you know, you can't help but smile because the, the way that he's done the lighting or the zoom or whatever, but yeah, beautiful lighting. The, 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 there is a lot of um of uh i don't know just like it, as far as and I, I i try to give it you know the the time period i understand there weren't things like fluffers back then there weren't you know like porn hadn't evolved at that point and, so, and i do try to keep that perspective in mind at the same time like it just, I don't know, like there was a lot going on in that world at the time and, and there's certain level up to it. And I don't know, a lot of it, I was just like, cause I, I mean, okay, I've been laying here on bed all day, like, you know, not feeling well. And then, you know, eventually because I'm me, I get Randy. And so I think, okay, well, I'll watch this and I'll get one off. And it was so hard to get there with this movie because it was so freaking corny. And there were so many zoom ins of limp dicks, so yeah. many limp dicks, so many limp dicks. It was like ninety percent limp dicks and lots of close ups of balls going in. And yeah, the back just, back shot. Yeah, yeah, it was really like kind of a lot with that. And so, but I mean, there were so many other elements that were magical, <clears throat> and and that 
I, I wanted to like it so badly. And part of me did in certain parts because right. part when I was, you know, because you, you're trying to get somewhere, then, you know, you're willing to be like, okay, here we go. And you get excited. But then it was like, oh, okay, I'll stop for now and we'll get there. Yeah. yeah. Well, what I did, <laughs> like when I, when, I, when I went into this assignment, so give a little background here. Um, so, yeah, actually, I'm, as a, just talking to you all this, uh, the first time you're hearing this, so basically, I had this film on a gray market DVD. Uh, Kali, who with her magic fingers and magic tongue, um, usually can have access to any movie that she could find with Franco. But unfortunately, she couldn't find this one. Yes. So I... Only yeah. 18 people... No, 19 people had viewed it on Letterboxd. That's, yeah, that's- it's just crazy. It should be, I think, more popular than that, but I'll talk about that later. But so I really don't send movies at all or anything. So I tried uploading this and this took like two days to send her. And then like today I did an internet test on my speed. So I pay like 60 bucks a month and I have quote unquote high speed internet, but I don't have very good internet because I live out in the country. So my download speed is 12.8. And my upload speed is 0. 0.9. Ooh. That's why it took forever to fucking load that movie. So yeah, I was like, wow, no wonder why it took like, you know, 15 hours or 20 hours for a 70 minute film, you know, it's a tweak that, but yeah, yeah. It's first starting that stuff. It's a, it's a whole situation, but I mean, yeah, we, we got there though. So we got there and then, uh, appreciate seeing it. I don't mean to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 totally, totally. So then like we had this thing all week where it's like all these things kept falling through on both sides and just delays and try to get the film all that stuff. So it's like finally found the time to knock it out not that way and watch it and, and finally get into it. So it's funny that this, so to me, part of uh, sometimes the lack of availability makes something a little more special. So I try to keep that in my mind when I watch like, Oh, this isn't really easy to get. This was kind of hard and blah, 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 blah. So let me, let me check it out. And Stephen Thrower, who I always get the information from um, this was flowers of perversion, volume two of his book. Um, he doesn't, I don't know, he's not a big porn guy, I don't think. And he kind of like, I don't know, with the, the sex stuff, he doesn't dig as much, I think, as I do. So uh, the the porn aspect of it. So that's another thing, like a few reviews of his that he kind of, oh, this movie's blah, 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 or it's not very good. I've really, really liked it. And this was another one where, like I said, I kind of went in and not really thinking too much. But um so I figured, oh, yeah, okay, so what I was going to is I figured going into this, I would break this down into like a porn film or almost like a wrestling match because uh, I do all the physical <laughs> stuff together with my fighting and the sex. Cause all, always coming back to wrestling these days. It's all sadism. Yeah, it always goes back ever since I was nine years old. Everything I connect to wrestling. And with this, it goes things. So I figured I would break it down sex act by sex act, almost like match by match. Okay, the first match was these two. Then it was these three. Then it was these four. Then it was this one and that one. And so I figured I would break it down like that, which is almost like plot plot breakdown as well. So I figured that would be a good way we could talk about it scene by scene and kind of go over each thing and talk about it that way instead of just figuring out things we liked or di- didn't like, you know, which that will come, I think, in the situation as well. Um, okay, so first, we have nudity like in the first five seconds. We have a nice little title, little screen. And you have a beautiful close-up of a vagina with really tight black pubic hair. Uh, and a flower, the flower against the flower. So he's getting really like artistic on his very first shot. So right there, I was like, okay. I find it weird though that none of the vaginas were wet unless they were like had that white milky stuff all around it. It was weird. Yeah. 
um, Martins did later on. Yeah, that was, I was like, whoa. I mean, yeah, most but, of all the vaginas, they kept zooming in and they were like dry as a bone, like dry as in a doctor's office. Like yeah. dry as like I was getting, you know, my OBGYN thing or, you know, it was like, why is it so dry? It was weird. All of them. All well, of them. yeah, I mean, well, I mean, oh, go, sorry, we'll go with one ones later on, but this first one I think more is it's just it's just like a um, photographing something beautiful, and it's not you know, and of course it's in a sexual uh, setting, but it's not going, it's not having sex, it's just you know the close up and the flower, maybe like a master. I mean, she was she was uh, what do you call it, having a phone sex? Yeah, but it's not there yet. In the very first shot, you just see that before the phone rings, you just see the close up of the tongue and the flower and the vagina the flower so you have like masturbation with a i don't know if it's a sea item a carnation no <laughs> but there is see that's what i liked about this film as later on we go through the list there's a lot of stuff on the list that excluding masturbation with a sea item there's a cigarette shot that i really really liked i was like yes. well i mean you know she well i i don't know if we want to get to that spoiler yet but kind oh, yeah of. okay so we have uh first uh, thing you have uh, the phone call, which is kind of cool, like watching this back to back with Eugenie, because it's funny to watch that and watch this because you kind of see the scenes where she calls her on the phone. And the, this film starts with her calling her on the phone. But in the other one, it was um, um, Maria Rome just being undressed. And in here it's the um, um, Martine. Yeah, Mart- yeah Martine with her brother Christian in the bed. So Christian in the other film was played by Jack Taylor, and this guy plays him way more feminine. He's got like glitter on his face. He smokes a cigarette. He's talking about how he's afraid of women, and he's just and he always just watches. And it's interesting that his name's Christian, so he's like the Christian among all these, you know. Uh, yeah, he's always libertines. the boy watching. Yeah, so he's the good Christian boy or whatever, and he's the scared Christian. So he's there off to himself, and finally he can. Well, we'll go into that later, but so yeah, so you have him and her with her butler beto who in the other film it was the guy playing the guitar that ran the island and here's dude playing the guitar as well um but then you have his wife i guess which is the maid so you see those four like right in the back and um the lady that plays martine um was in quite a few franco films her name is um uh adia vargas and she was the secretary in slaves the big fat guy, it was a guy that she had an affair with, and she's in Love Letters of a Portuguese Nun, and she's in about pretty much all the Dietrich films, so she's in about eight or ten Franco films. Oh. So it was cool for me to see some of these Franco actresses have sex, get blowjobs, fucking yeah. cunnilingus. I was like, wow. Yeah, I recognize the blonde. And then, yeah. yeah. So you have her, and then the blonde as well, who's in uh, Voodoo Passion and Satanic yeah. Sisters, uh, Kareen, Kareen Gambert. So you have those two are the familiar her faces. Flip. Her hair flip. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have, uh, okay, so you have that, and then she's giving the guy a hand job. And then, okay, so the copy we have is the Italian copy, which redubs all the dialogue, takes out all the Daniel White music, and uses three songs The Temptations, Papa Was a Rolling Stone, live, <laughs> Pink Floyd, Shine On You Crazy Diamond, I think parts one, two, and three, or maybe parts two and three. And then a kind of a sax solo. So all of which are absolutely terrible. Oh, I loved them. Too. It was so beautiful. See, this is where we differ. No, oh, no. Okay. If I got chills. Go 
art or something. But if you're actually trying to get one off, Papa yeah, was a Rolling right. Stone is not the jam. <laughs> but no, it's, it's just, but it's still no, no, and you like I'm not trying to fap to that. No, yeah, That's no, weird. no, but but it, but it's but it's cool here. And she's giving the guy a hand job. Why is this so weird? Why is there Pink Floyd? Like I love Pink Floyd, but I can't. Come on, it was weird. I See, love Papa was Rolling Stone, but. I mean, but also too, to think like, about it, you know, brilliant. get wicked with yourself. That's just, I don't know. <laughs> it's brilliant. Okay. Because well, and, and Franco didn't make these choices. These are art house. <laughs> yeah. But these were the bootleggers that put this music in the Italian distributors. This wasn't Franco, but no, it's I brilliant. Know, I, it, it, it hurts me that you say that Daniel White had the original music. Cause I, I maybe I would have loved this film if I'd heard that. I love Daniel. Well, White. I, I think there's it. like two, Two parts of the movie where the song changes into something, and I think like that 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 uh, flamenco guitar, that kind of Spanish guitar is playing. I think that's one of the tunes because you hear that a little bit, which is really nice. But then it like turns into like Papa Was Rolling Stone or or Shine On. Then it goes to the the sax thing. But you have like I think two original tunes in there. But what I liked was okay, the band is the Temptations. This film is all about Temptations, and then of course Papa Was a Rolling Stone, and it's her dad, Papa. Wherever he laid his hat was his home. He like had his. It's just brilliant. The like layers of I don't know symbol. I just dug it. And then of course, shine on your crazy dot. Well, I'll get to that later when we hear it. But uh, yeah, you see, I'm very excited by this because I I don't know. I was just really I thought this was brilliant because I, I do appreciate you making the connection of the Papa was ruined the temptation. I didn't catch that, but I <laughs> still. Yeah, no, I, I thought that was pretty pretty damn cool. <laughs> so then. Um, okay, so then you see uh, that going on with Eugenie, and then she hangs up the phone, and then uh, it's the same setup as before. She wants to get with Martine and go to her house for the weekend, and uh, and she and Martine says that she'll talk to her father for her and try to work out a deal. Same as the other film, which is pretty cool. It follows the first beginning of it, pretty similar except for adding sex scenes in and the Temptations music, uh, which I don't know is not bad in my book uh and then so you then you get to um her walking around the well, her walking around her house naked and her dad sees her and says well you know uh why are you walking around naked and she says well uh we're family which is an odd line and then he goes well you're still a woman and then there's another odd line and then the mom comes in and, and he tells her to uh, put her clothes on and all that stuff and then she sticks her tongue out and the parents leave uh which is you know that's their him trying to set up her attitude or whatever uh mm. and then you have uh eugenie meets up with martine i don't know i'm sorry um <laughs> dad meets up with martine yeah in the hotel room and that's very similar to the last film where yeah. it's those two going up but in this one she has a bullwhip around his limp dick and so uh weird like yeah. why was his because he was acting like he couldn't resist her because he was so turned on, but his dick was as limp as like yeah, I mean, you know, he was sitting in his mom's lap. It was like, what the fuck? Like there it was it didn't make any sense. Like I was actually thinking in the other film, it was more believable that he was getting like, Okay, yeah, you can fuck my, you know, right. my daughter because you're so hot and you're on top of me and this is so amazing. I mean, it's Maria Rome, like, you know, of course you're gonna be like, Yeah, but like in the, that one, I was just like, She's just like winding this thing around his like limp dick. Like, why is he being like, Oh yes, take my daughter? Like it was the weirdest scene. <laughs> So strange. But it's brilliant because now here's the other side because he's a limp dicked politician 
And she was saying, hey, and she has the whip around his dick. Like she's cracking the whip. She's saying, hey, do you want to be the star of my new book? Like telling everybody, <laughs> hey, I'm going to tell everybody that you're a politician and you're supposed to be Mr. Holy, but you're fucking me and doing all this other shit. And so he's like, oh, shit. So it's almost like a blackmail type thing. And then he does the same thing. Well, I was just going to be at my house for the weekend and, and she's a teen daughter, blah, 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 blah. So it's almost like he's enthralled by her and actually has a cool shot because you see his glasses on the end table and kind of Franco pans across to that shot. And it's actually a really nice setup, a nice intro into the scene. I was like, okay, this is, this is, this is pretty cool. Uh, but yeah, it's not a hot scene or nothing. I think they fuck or she blows them or something um, afterwards, you know, but it's interesting that he's, like I said, he's like this limp dick politician that's seduced by this woman. That's all about sex. So then he has to, you know, and he's caught with his pants down basically and tricked into giving his daughter to this woman, you know, and she's all about tricking people and being seductive all throughout the whole film. Um, so yeah, you have that. And then we have, uh, Oh yeah. And then she says too, she says in there about um, um, removing his mask. And she says, when she's blackmailing him, she goes, Oh yeah. About the politician. Do you want him to uh, remove his mask and let others see who he is behind that? And he's like, Oh no, no, no. So that's one of the first instances where she talks about removing the mask. So that was interesting. Uh, okay. So now we have the first thing. Uh, Papa Rose of Rolling Stones played again as she's reading from the book of, from um, Martine's book. And Martine's talking about when she first had sex or she had her first uh, nonstop orgasm in her book when she was 14 or 15. And then the back of the book is a picture of her with her legs spread open, like showing full beaver on the back of the book, which I thought was a pretty cool picture for an author's book, you know? <laughs> yeah. As if that's ever happened. <laughs> this Franco land, anything could happen, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's good um, stuff. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. And then uh, she masturbates that scene. Oh, and she has a, um, a real boring headboard too on her bed. I don't know if you looked, but yeah. So Notice, I guess it was that boring. Yeah. Nothing big. Okay, so then you have Papa Rose Rolling Stone was played okay, for the second time. And then we cut to her mom and dad having sex. Where So, so she takes off in this cool little green like 60s Mustang or some kind of little car. And she takes off. And the dad's explaining to his wife, hey, I let her go away on the weekend with this woman to a party. She's a novelist. You know, and mom's like, well, I wish you would have told me first. And so then him and her, the mother and father, have sex. And this is really interesting because it's real boring. It's missionary. It's, it's he kisses her. It's real slow. He just lays on top of her and just pumps away. And it's all it is. It's real bland, boring, nothing exciting. And then Franco shoots it from behind, which is as a porno watcher for many, many years. Yeah, I hate that shot in porno. Slapping. That's the worst shot. Yeah. That, that angle is just really. Yeah. Little. I mean, I guess for a guy, you're, you're like, you shoot it to see the woman's vagina, I guess, getting excited. But then you're also seeing like the guy's balls and the asshole, which is like one of the worst things ever to see. So it's like, you have to like kind of do that <laughs> as you're watching it. It's not the worst thing ever to see. Well, but, but there's a lot of better views than that. But yeah. Yeah. The balls, <laughs> the balls slapping are just, that's never going to be pretty. It's just yeah. gonna try to romanticize it, but it's yeah. So what I liked is I had made a note at 16 minutes in now at this part, uh, Papa Rose Rolling Stone was played for three times. So that's yeah. a lot of times to play one song. So you oh, can tell yeah. they, they just over, they just, they, they took the song and just 
rode into the ground like so hard. Oh, That's why I liked it because it was like right when you thought it was done, it come back again. I just started laughing because it was just like, what the fuck? It was just the see. I like I like good crazy. People that know me always talk about I like good crazy, not bad crazy. To me, this is good crazy. It was just bizarre shit for for no reason, and it was just bizarre because it's bizarre. It's like cool. It's like being cool. If you're cool, you're cool. You can't be cool. You're just cool. And this film is just bizarre. You can't be bizarre. You're just bizarre, you know? So that's, or crazy. And that's, that's one reason I, I really like this. No, for sure. I mean, it's absurd. It's just like, yeah. I mean, it's just weird when like the, the point of this movie was it was supposed to be the hardcore version of Eugenie, right? Like it's supposed right. to be porno. You're supposed to be like, all right, we're here to like, you know, get off. And all the scenes are just like, as soon as I was kind of starting to get into it, it would like cut away and the scene would end. Or so. It was just like, it was so like, I don't know. I had blue balls through the whole thing. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I guess if you're watching it for that compared to like product and maybe on different time frames and such, but like to me watching it as a story of eugenie or of uh philosophy yeah, you're watching bedroom. a porno as an art house like i get it yeah and also frank will make it a porno film a porno for porno and right right yeah but yeah i, I mean you that. just gotta take it all in you know <laughs> so, film you know it was i could appreciate it as an art house thing too but i just wasn't in that you know mood yeah but but yeah i mean i i, I see both sides i do i really Good. do but yeah, I mean, go ahead. There's there's other things we can. Yeah, do. yeah, we're we're chugging through here, story wise. Uh, so we got the, then we have two housekeepers, Berto, and uh, the male with the guitar. Oh, and earlier you see him in these little uh, red underwear with a zipper in front, which I had never seen that before, which was interesting. Those little banana hammock underwear with the zipper right down the front and they pull the dick out i thought that was pretty funny. yeah i haven't I, I i feel like i maybe have seen that in my life but i i mean i don't know it's not a common thing you know like yeah. you buy underwear in the store you don't see a zipper in the front yeah, tradition you buy a pack of underwear you know boring for people um okay so then you have um okay now this thing i thought was cool so they bring eugenie into the house and introducing her and introduce her to berto and the woman and they take her into this room and uh the maid and martine so it's cool so it's supposed to be a hidden mirror but it's almost like a picture some franco shot that was like the wall but then martine could watch from the other side so you have the hidden mirror thing which is cool wow shine on you crazy diamond place for the first time as she's taking her clothes off and just beautiful these two women she's kissing her and then berto keeps trying to come in or beto keeps trying to come in and Martine's yelling at him from the other side, no, Beto, Beto, because he's trying to grab her boobs and do stuff. And she's like, slow down, dude, relax, you know, just set the mood. She's still a virgin and blah, 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 blah. And so she's like watching through this thing and the music's playing these two girls and she's like orchestrating it and just pulling all the strings. And I thought that was a kind of a cool scene. I did cool. like the voiceover of when he came around and he saw her naked. He was like, oh, hey, yeah, <laughs> really funny sound. I forget exactly, but it cracked me up. Made me laugh out loud. That's good. Uh, it's funny. Yeah, there's, there's, there's some really cool stuff with this. Um, and then you have, uh, okay, so you have the Shine On You Crazy Diamond, which is pretty crazy because uh, there are some pornos in the 70s that are bootlegs <laughs> that have like Led Zeppelin and, and Pink Floyd. And I've seen some with like, uh, like Can and uh, Brian Eno and that type of music. People just throw in the stuff. So it's kind of cool to see. You know, in, in porn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like background stuff. I've seen it like a few bootleg stuff. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. Very I mean, you know, in porn. Totally unauthorized. I but. could actually, I could, I could hear 
can. I've never seen can in porn, but I would love to. I, I can picture that, but I can't really picture Eno in porn. So that's sorry. Not to digress. Yeah. That's a weird shout out. Just some background ambient stuff. It was, it was interesting. Um, so let's see. So we have, uh, okay. So then we have, um, after the hidden thing, it, it kind of goes right into from them with the mirrors into them kind of hanging out at this like movie. I thought it was a movie party, but it wasn't because the light was coming in. It almost looked like a film projector, which that sequence is really beautifully lit. Like there's like light coming in from like out of the window or something. And like everybody's sitting on these couches and just there's like a light in the background and like this little kitchen area that you'll, we'll talk about later, but uh, it's just everybody sitting there. It just felt, it felt real natural. And this whole film was shot. In, actually, these three films were all shot in this one hotel. Uh, this one, they do everything and burning up inside. All three were shot at one location. So if you look at this, there's only like a few rooms in this whole film, you know, that's supposed so to be. So they just had massive orgies for a few days and recorded. Yeah. Everything. So I was thinking about that. Like whoever owned this hotel, like at the last scene, there's all the fucking, all these couches and all over the place. I was like, wow, I wonder if the people at the hotel knew that was going to go on when they were like, (laughs) you know, but it's a hotel, but hope they didn't have a black light afterwards. Exactly. So we had uh, shine on you. Crazy diamond continues. Uh, Martine. Oh yeah. So Martine's sitting there. So I thought it was cool too. So they're playing shine on you, crazy diamond. And she has on this gold shining top with no underwear. It's like shine on you, crazy diamond. She's like crazy. And like the shine of her shirt's all shining and she's sitting there watching and she takes her cigarette and she starts like rubbing it by her vagina. So then I was like, hey, masturbation with a C item, cigarette. So she's like <laughs> rubbing her clip with her cigarette. Which that to me is just a very fucking cool scene. I like the total element. Um, then you had uh, the brother with the glitter was watching. Uh, and then, uh, okay, so here's the thing. So she tells Anna, make a cocktail for our guest. And this is to me is the biggest yeah. scene in the whole film. This is either you either dive into the film after this or you turn it off after this scene in my opinion so anna the maid takes this great I turn my vibrator off that's, that's what I, <laughs> I, I had my vibrator on like nice. i said blue balls i was yeah, trying so to this. get there i was getting there i was like oh this is not uh, oh wait what's happening <laughs> and then yeah so she takes two different bottles mixes like two or three different kind of alcohols it says wine but it looks like more like uh uh vodka and something else i don't know or uh um Scotch whiskey and, and something because the type of bottle. Uh, I mean, I'm sure looked like a Bushmills bottle, yeah, but yeah, something. So she mixes two or three different kind of alcohols and then <laughs> takes this big goblet. And I love it because almost like a John Water shot. She takes it and sits it right on the floor. I mean, you know when this big goblet's I being totally set on the floor, what's going to happen next? So she squats over and just takes this really long piss with. I think it was dubbed in the sound effects because it was like really loud, like streaming, fucking just stream of piss in this big goblet and And then uh, and then she takes the goblet when she's done and walks over to beto and just casually pulls his prick out of his or i'm sorry unzips his zipper pulls his flaccid uh peter out of his always always flaccid yeah you know comes out flaccid but then you know but i kind of appreciated it though and yet somehow they get him to ejaculate with that thing but yeah yeah then he's he comes in the thing yeah, I, I actually was totally thinking of, of John Waters and how like they just needed a little bit of shit and then we could bring Divine in and it was yeah. like <laughs> it was, we, were, we were almost there. <laughs> but it was like when she set that glass down, I was thinking of um, uh, a dirty shame when like Tracy Allman puts that two liter bottle on the ground and she starts getting ready to shimmy over it. That's what I was thinking about. Like when that thing went down, Christ. okay, we know what's going to happen next. 
But uh, yeah, so then, but but back to the flaccid penises. You know, that's one thing I liked about this film was that where it was like, it seemed realistic. You know, where it's like not realistic. No, but, I hate but, the guy. But it was cool. That, like, oh, dicks aren't always. Yeah, they are. How they totally are. Dicks are, usually, if they know that a mouth is about to go around them, ninety-five percent of the time they are hard. This is in my vast experience of living for 49 years and sucking hundreds and hundreds of dicks. Most of the time when a dick is, is going to go in a mouth, it's pretty, it's at least plump. It's at least like, it's sort of like if you were going to like stick your dick in a vagina and the thing was as dry as a bone, it's like, really? Like you're, we're just going to like, that's not how that works. Like, you know, I mean, there's, I don't know. There's, I mean, I understand it, it's realistic because there's a camera in front of it. That's yeah, but the also too, like, part. there's a camera. Then yeah, that dick is has a hard time getting hard, and that's the excuse there. But like the whole like, the, the, I mean, we're gonna get to the part where the guy walks in on two girls, you know, doing it. He stands there and watches them with a freaking dildo. And then he whips out his flaccid dick. Like, really? You just watch Well, but also, too, that brother seems kind of fay, too. So he's not, no. you know. Come on. You just watched a chick fuck a chick with a yeah. freaking strap on. You're still limp. Come on. Like, I mean, that's legend. But that's trying to be limp. But also, too, it's like, on the other hand, it could just be so dead of everything where you've seen everything, done everything. It's just like nothing excites you anymore. And you're just like, no, I'm dead inside, but I still get wet. I hear you. But also, too, on the other hand, I've been in situations where I would be erect, ready to go with a woman. And there's other situations where you're out doing something and it's spontaneous. and You have to, like, work up and then go and then you're ready to go, you know, and, and at least in my situation. So it's like I like that that. That they show these people not automatically with big boners ready to go because that's to me is fake. You know, it's like it's good to see some people and then you work them up and they go and then it's they like, take okay. forever to work up too. I hear you. I hear you. I mean, usually it's like a couple licks. You know, I mean, it's usually yeah. like you, sometimes well, I know some of these gals are really little, like taking their time. They're like, yeah, like I mean, because it's this is a thing. Like I think maybe it doesn't affect a guy as much, but like. I mean, if you've ever sucked a limp dick, it's a certain feeling in your mouth that's it's not pleasant, you know, like you don't want it to go on. You're you're just really hoping it gets hard and easy. And like it usually does get hard really fast and then it, it makes you happy and everything's nice because it feels right. lovely. But when it stays limp and you're just still sucking, it's right, like kind of a that. nauseating feeling. It's kind of just like, oh, this is gross. I really wish this would end. Why won't this end? Like this this actually is a thing that happens all the time when like a guy has already come and he thinks he's going to come again. And then he begs you to suck his dick so that he can get hard and fuck you again. And he insists that this, he, he can usually totally get hard again. Guys can never get immediately hard again, but they always say they can when they try to talk you into sucking their dick right after they came. And then, so you, you try to say no, but then, you know, you're trying to be GGG and all the time you end up with this, like, basically limp dick in your mouth and you're trying to get it to get hard it's like this shitty feeling it just feels gross in your mouth and you just feel like you're doing like it's just a i I hate that so much so having to see that on film just brings me to that feeling and brings me to that like oh god i i I feel for that woman and i get like this all this empathy for the woman who's sucking the limp dick and like being recorded on camera doing that and i feel (laughs) her and my all my sympathy goes to her and i just it's like the biggest turn off it's like ugh. well she so, got the yeah, job that done. Was like, i was like like hung up on that this whole movie like god there's so much limp dick sucking so okay <laughs> I'll, I'll really try to refrain from now on because i i think i finally have said my piece with that but i just needed to get that off my chest apparently that was like some ptsd right there from all the limp dicks i've sucked well it's good to get the limp dicks off your chest 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, back to lip dicks. One, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but one thing I will say, there's a cool scene when uh, when that's going on with Eugenie, Sandra, and the man. There's a. Uh, Franco shoots. There's like this light beam that he sticks his camera right behind. He's shooting through this like light coming through that scene. It's really a beautifully shot scene. It's like 32 minutes in. I made a note because I was like, fuck, dude, this looks like Blade Runner lighting with like porno. It's fucking badass. But so that I caught. Um, okay. So then we go uh, to a scene that's from Eugenie Desaad where they pull names and things out of a hat, different things that they're going to do, kind of like a truth or dare type thing. And, I like that. Uh, it was kind of cool. They had a cool top hat and everything. And then, so during that time, Papa Rose Rolling Stone comes on for the fourth time <laughs> during the first orgy scene. And you have Sandra, uh, played by Kareem Gambier, the blonde gal with uh, two gals. So then she uh, has uh, oral sex with the two other gals. And then, it, then they pull another name out of the hat, and it's the maid is with uh, Beto. And oh yeah, while he's playing the guitar and she's blowing him, that's where he's limp. That thought was pretty funny. So he's sitting back there playing the guitar, and you hear the song, and then you start panning down, and she's like blowing him. He's just kicking back, playing the fucking guitar, and she's still blowing him. Yeah, super into it. That's that's some dead inside shit right there. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty yeah. funny. I did um, like how the one guy was like, "My sister will, my beautiful, my precious sister, whatever he calls her, like will be fucking so Benny or somebody." I was like, but it's like I love how he's just like, "This is who my sister will be fucking." Yeah, they really like to keep it in the family in this film. Totally, totally. And then what I thought was funny though too is the scene where she's blowing him when he's playing the guitar. There's moans that's dubbed in of a woman moaning and of like sex sounds while she's blowing him, which was pretty funny because that's impossible to do that. So oh yeah, yeah, like that. Fake. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I remember that part. I was like, it's how like she goes. She's like, oh, 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 while, while she's sucking his dick. I'm like, oh, okay. Which is great because that is the jungle sound effects. That's one of the ones on the list later is sound effects. That was definitely sound effects. Um, okay, so then we go to uh, nicely shot lighting. Oh, yeah. So when she's sucking on, amazing. She has on this ring and it like sparkles and he shoots it through like the soft lens. Like the guy's penis is all glowing in the light and she's all glistening. And that was that's, not a pretty penis. That was a weird. Oh, I know, but just how it looks, just everything around, everything besides the penis. Think of everything yeah. besides that dick was beautiful. Like her, just the, I don't know, the lighting and her ring. And it just, I was like, wow, that's a fucking great shot. I mean, a note of that. I was like, really, really nice. Um, <laughs> then after that, we have uh, Carlo Fux Martin, a picked hat by her brother. And uh, Carlo was the guy that comes in and he's lamp another one. And he just climbs on top of her and starts fucking her. And that's where we see the behind the shot. And she starts getting wet. You see all her, the white, you know, foam yeah. coming around her, you know? Um, so yeah, that's not the best scene. And then uh, <laughs> all that's going on, this huge orgy. The only two people that aren't doing anything are Eugenie and Christian. But before I go back to Eugenie, I forgot to mention after she, after the lady makes the big cocktail, Eugenie drinks it and she asks her, well, do you know what, or uh, do you like the taste of it? And she says, yeah. She goes, well, do you know what the ingredients were? So I guess she wasn't watching when the chick was pissing for like 35 seconds or a minute, whatever. Yeah. Uh, she goes, no, I don't know what it was. And she says, oh, well, you'll like it later on, blah, blah, blah. So that, that I thought was pretty funny. So then while all that's going on, the big sex orgy, Eugenie watches it and Christian watches it. But they're the only ones not fucking while the bad sax solo comes in for the first time at 41 minutes in. And then that goes into shine on you crazy diamond for the third times played 
um, while, uh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that was tied up there was going on. And then, uh, so then they take, I love you- that you were counting the number of times they played these songs. Oh, I was, I was sitting there making a fifth time, fourth time. And each <laughs> one I was laughing. So I'm like, Oh my God, there's just, cause I thought I was gonna play once. I know it was gonna play over and over and over. Uh, so then they, so then they like take Eugenie out and they take her away from the party and they tie her to a bed. We'll get to the list of tying up, chained up people later, but they tie her to the bed while, uh, this all saw scene I thought was really cool. They tie her to the bed and then, uh, shine you crazy diamonds playing. And like all the lights start going out except for the spotlight on her vagina. And she's like tied to the bed. She's like a prisoner. And it's like her temptation, all this stuff that she saw that she couldn't have. And now she's tied up and she's just like tied up with everything you know and she's really symbolic and stuff and she's trapped and uh while all that was going on then it goes to uh uh oh yeah so then that's when uh martine comes in with the dildo and starts fucking her as uh shout out you crazy diving comes on and there's a line of the song i started laughing that was played during that part it goes remember when you were young you shine like the sun i was like oh that's the the best line No, I actually thought that that was that that was the one placement in everything you've talked about that I did catch because it was so kind of creepy because it was like she lost her virginity. Yeah, it was like a sledgehammer, you know. Remember when you were young? (laughs) (laughs) You shot at the sun, shining like a crazy diamond. That was funny. Kind of cute. Wow, it's funny actually. As I'm sitting back here talking about this, uh, this is a funny story about me uh, that I've told a few people, but I haven't spoken to this on the podcast. And actually, it's very odd. Uh, now I look back at it, uh, God, was this 40 something years later? No, 30 something years later. Uh, I lost my virginity, uh, to, uh, uh, Pink Floyd, the wall, which is pretty odd and bizarre, but how fucking old were you? Uh, 16 math here. Huh? Uh, 16, 17. Wait, you're older than me. No, no. We're the same age, but I'm saying it, it. it didn't come out then, but I'm saying like I'm I was in high school and like that that cassette I liked, so I listened to it all the time. You know, Pink Floyd, okay. Ball, whatever it was. But I don't know. It's not the most romantic. What's that? You lost your virginity to your You lost your virginity to Pink Floyd. Yeah, exactly. Just like Eugene, I, so I started laughing this. To what? Less Led Zeppelin. Oh, okay, that's interesting. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> Zeppelin's cooler. But like Pink Floyd, is just like not the song "Lose Your Virginity" too, because it's all like psychological torment yeah, and yeah, weird no, shit. Like, why the fuck yeah. you know but you're you, but you're young he's like all the guitar yeah you know yeah. as funny as i watch this i'm like oh pink floyd perfect <laughs> that's one of the reasons why i liked it so um so yeah so she has her tied to the bed and she fucks her with this dildo and the dildo is like bloody and they show like blood on the dildo and blood on her vagina which is really weird uh but she's all like totally into it so she like tied her up to like get her get her worked up and then she comes in and she's just ready to fuck and it was really cool too because eugenie was all sweaty you seen her, she's all like just sweaty, her hair and her body's all sweaty. And that was a really good scene because she was really like just yeah. up, you know, and it looked pretty believable. And then, uh, so the Papa Rose Wing Stone comes on and turns to the sax solo with Christian kissing her and he fucks her. Okay, so that was funny. So then after she fucks her, the gay brother like comes in and now he can finally have her because she had her time broke i guess and yeah and then so now he's gonna be the first to deflower her but hey what's that i mean martine deflowered her right yeah but i mean like with a with a fleshy you know uh 
human yes, but, but object. Twenty twenty two. You have to be politically correct. Yeah, right. That's considered a real deflowery. So then she had her first uh, <laughs> sex with a human being, non plastic item. <laughs> it's still a human being if they're using a dildo, Jason. But I mean, I know what you mean. I I have the with same a with a non object with a with a body part how about that i assure you that there are people listening who would oh, i'm sure had sex with a body part is that women correct with a dildo is is still counts as losing your virginity you would know? would sex with a body part be a right expression uh oh i don't know i mean because then you can say fingers you know the whole thing of being it's kind of silly anyways you know hymens i mean they can get broke riding a horse right yeah, it's funny that I should say deflower when the film starts off with a flower on the mouth and a flower on the vagina. But, you know, I guess I'm speaking out of turn. But, yeah, oh. I know what you're saying. So, yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah, no, but I mean, yeah, I still think yeah. that's like it was so weird when I. I yeah, okay. so he decides. No, I, will again. I will say it again. No, yeah, the, the, the guy with the limp dick coming at her. I was just like, wow. I mean, you just watched that hot Martine chick, you know, like deflower you know eugenie and yeah. you're like smoking a cigarette totally limp just watching like cool and then you're gonna fuck her but you're not even into it that was the saddest kind of thing for eugenie i feel like eugenie deserved more but here's the thing so when he gets on top of her and fucks her it breaks to away from the papa was a rolling stone into this like sax <laughs> solo which is like this love making thing now she's finally quote unquote, not my words, able to experience sex. And she's like hearing this fucking guitar <laughs> thing aside from Papa was Rolling Stone all the way through. So now she's like, they do this traditional where it's like this, you know, charged scene, blah, 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 blah. So then it goes from that to her waking up in the morning. She wakes up, she goes, walks around, and then she sees four other women on the floor having sex on the rug. Uh, Martine and three other women. <laughs> scene, oh my God. That's yeah. Scene. Yeah, they're getting down on the rug. They're on the rug, bunching rug and all the rugs. There's lots of rugs. Very Um, meta. Yeah, exactly. So then you had, uh, so then it was great. And then this guy, Jovan, appears, who kind of looks like um, Tom Green's character with the mustache. Not Tom Green. um, (laughs) What's his name? Hi, I'm. uh, Might as well be Tom Green in that movie. What's his name? Um, Sasha Baron Cohen. um, (laughs) Yeah. Guy with the mustache. What's his character? Yeah. The Kazakhstan. Um, Borat. Borat. That's right. Thank you. I just spaced that name. Yeah, Borat. The guy looks like Borat with the mustache. He's like, hi, I'm Jovan. He goes, I want to go out on the beach or whatever. So then him and this guy, they take Good two morning, girls. Lady. Yeah, and then it cuts to this like beach scene where they're running on the beach and it's just the saxophones playing and they're frolicking in the Weirdest beach. Thing, and- I love how like he he's like, hey, good morning, ladies. And then they like cut to like the, the it just immediately cuts this chick just viciously licking this 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 clit just like yeah. you know i mean just tongue this, dancing yeah. I'm, I'm doing this thing with my fingers right now but i mean just up and down just you know she's right. just on that and and this guy is just like all happy go lucky like so you guys want to go to the beach and she's like, <laughs> like on that shit. i was like wait what are we watching like is this the same yeah it was like cut it was like two totally disparate scenes cut together that was the strangest yeah they're like dancing on the beach and then back to like insane orgy on the rug 
yeah. back and forth. That was the strangest, like <laughs> what, what what the editor was thinking there. I have no, no clue. Yeah, it was cool. It was almost like after she had sex with Christian, then they can have this like beach romance with other people or something. I don't know. It was, it was weird, but it was like this romantic scene thrown in this fucking thing about, you know, indulging into all your, all your wants and desires and everything, you know? So yeah, it's funny. Uh, okay, so then we go to the final, the big masquerade ball, where Shine On You Crazy Diamond plays for the fourth time, along with Papa Was a Rolling Stone plays for the fourth time. Together, it was pretty interesting. So they had four and four together. I went and checked my notes, and sure enough. So then we have um, naked men and women dancing in these cool masks. They have like gorilla masks and devil masks and monster masks and uh, bougie boy mask look like from Devo, or I don't know, it's just a bunch of cool fucking masks. And uh, you have um, uh, lots of red lights in that scene. Uh, um, uh, Martine puts on a devil mask, which I thought was really cool because she's like the devil in this thing. She's the main seductress, seducing people and tricking everybody and turning things around. And uh, so she uh, brings Eugenie in, puts the masks on her, and Eugenie on her knees starts with gets down with. Uh, uh, Martine on their knees together while these men start dancing around her uh, and they're like giving head through the masks a little bit. It's funny. They're like sticking their tongues out of these like masks with beards and shit, licking dicks and stuff. Yeah, it's, it's sort of like a, a movable glory hole. Yeah, it's kind of interesting. I, we'll talk about the masks later on, but that, 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 it, visually it was, it was really interesting, you know, because you have these like girls with these beards and mustaches over them, their tongue sticking out, licking guys. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. You know, it's very, very uh, confusing to the eye. I couldn't, um, I still can't remember because my brain is on Dayquil, but um, the, we, we watched it together for one of our things with where Jess is the Asian guy. What was his name? Oh, well, talking about the jungle movies? No, when Jess dresses as the Asian guy. Oh, uh, Mr. Wong or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Is it is it just Doctor Wong or Mr. Wong? Or- well, yeah. I mean, I've been we haven't watched it yet, but there's, like, there's Doctor Wong's Virtual Hell, which is one of his later ones. And yeah, the- yeah, that was was it just Doctor Wong? Okay, yeah. I haven't watched that one That's yet, what- but no, no, no. We watched it together. It was like a I, I thought he had a funny like a Fu Manchu kind of name or something, but like a mm. it was a more racist name. I thought, <laughs> but like um, but yeah, the. Uh, um, the the masks that they put on made me think yeah, yeah, yeah. That. I thought okay. that was what like Jess was into was like it's like it was like a mask of that yeah, when, yeah, when, yeah. when Christian put on the mask specifically like I was thinking that that was supposed to be a nod to that but yeah his, wrong, but his mask almost looked like a bougie boy from like Devo he had like the little baby face mask with the little like oh no yeah cheek. that mask yeah that's yeah. right no I feel like he put on a different like in the beginning he put on that no that was Martine that put on that one yeah you're right and then because yeah, Martine puts on the devil other mask that mask fucking freaked me out that was like the most recent purge the the most recent purge movie have you do you ever watch I haven't seen any of them but I know what they are but I haven't watched any of oh. them I love those movies. Um, uh, uh, called the most recent one, the or no, it wasn't. It wasn't the. It was the TV show, The Purge. Yeah, that was like the same mask, and it was it's this really 
fucked up mask that like was like so kind of iconic in that in that tv show like carried through every it was like the one like he was like the scary guy like through all the episodes and like that mask that was the mask i was like oh my god like this is where they got the mask from was like yeah i had this moment of like holy crap it's the mask i don't know i I guess you'd have to see it but if anybody ever watches this and watches the purge tv show i swear you'll be like oh my god it's that freaky mask yeah no that that was creepy i was like ugh. Like yeah, I mean, no, there's some scary ones on this. It was cute, but I wouldn't want him to fucking with that mask on. <laughs> yeah, he's almost. Yeah, I had like this like leather cap kind of attached to the mask, like the front of it, a bill or something. It's very, very creepy looking. But so yeah. then we have um, Martine's father shows up at the party, wants to know where his daughter is, and she tells her father, or she tells him that 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 uh, Eugene had already left, and that she split, and that and then she tries to trick her dad into staying. She's like, "Oh no, she left, but here you need to stay." And this party, there's a beautiful girl that I'll that that I'll totally put you with, and blah 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 blah. And he wants to leave, wants to leave. And she's like, "No, I'll do everything." And then she, as the devil master, she's like the devil. He's going into hell. It's red all around him. The devil's bringing him in. All this t- sin and <laughs> temptations all around him and stuff. So he yeah, goes. As soon down as dad came in, we all knew where that was going. Exactly. <laughs> so then, uh, so then he puts on a mask, and then she brings him over. Martine brings him over to a Eugenie and then he gets on top of her and then they start having sex. And then we cut to Christian getting a blowjob, and then it cuts to him and he says, All right, masks him off at midnight. And he takes his mask off and everybody takes off their mask. Um, which and is he realizes bit- that he's fucking his daughter's mouth. Yeah, exactly. And then he <laughs> the daughter to go her mask and she looks up and he looks down and she goes, he goes, and she goes, Eugenie. Oh, she goes, Papa, she says three times. And then goes back to sucking his and dick. And then she keeps sucking his dick. Yeah, as he finishes like, and oh, she puts blow on her chest. Holy shit. But the best part, back yes. to blowjob, and then Papa was Rolling Stone comes on during that scene for the fifth time. I was like, wow. Yeah. That's just further hitting it home. Papa, Papa, Papa. Mm-hmm. Okay, I think we get the fucking theme by now. You know? Yeah. Uh, and then it goes to them. I, guess that's he, what I got it actually. Yeah, and then he shoots all a load on our chest. <laughs> then it cuts to all these money shots. Franco shoots of these uh, all the dicks exploding all at once. Oh my god! Some were let nicely backlit. I, I will admit there was the saxophone. Like, I was I was just sitting here with like you know kind of fingers over my eyes, like oh god, because it was just you know he'd saved up all the cum shots for the big edit at the end. Yeah, and there's the splash fest, but the lighting coming from behind on some of those shots, the sun breaking through. It's like all the fireworks blowing off in the sky, yeah. all the money oh shots at the end. Save that was like just the grand finale of cum. That was kind of kind of special. Like you had to give it to him there. And then it is, and then it goes to Finn, and then it just ends. So, yeah. Yeah. okay, so jumping onto something else before we jump out of it, there was something really interesting. I was reading this book, uh, the films of Jess Franco by Antonio Lazaro, Rebol, and Ian Onley, <laughs> and they had talked about the um, Marquita Saad and stuff with Franco, and I made a couple little notes, things I kind of wanted to mention that go to this film. Um, uh. Desaad and and Franco, the mechanisms from which his films and his stories and everything operate all, all fit together. There's a four steps. One is planning. In this film, they plan everything. They they plan the weekend. They plan what they're going to do. The libertine always plans the big grand plan of of how what they're going to do. Mm-hmm. Second step is the execution of the plan. This is what happens, and the plan gets executed. Third step is a variation of 
how you variate before you get to the end sensation of little kinks and stuff to prolong you before you finally get to the last thing. Things that are put up in the way or different other mixings, killing or being in a threesome or little things that are putting in steps before you get to the thing to kind of prolong you. And fourth is the saturation of diving in, the saturation, everything, just overindulgence and saturation of going in, burning, and then it's all through and then you're saturated into the, into the journey. Yes, so, that's how we organize our sex parties here in L.A. <laughs> exact process. That's, that's how that works. Yeah, so that was interesting. So this, and also too, it says, Franco, one thing I liked about this is I read about a thing about zooming in and out where it's almost like the Medusa gaze where you're, you're kind of looking around and hiding to look at the objects going around you. So with Franco zooming in and out, you're kind of like coming in and looking and sneaking back and looking around while you're watching the environment instead of just going into it fully head on. Um, and that's almost the secret of the sexual desire. He's more, in, in, he's more interested in showing the secret of the sexual desire instead of the act, all the stuff around it and, and the essence of it, which to me is way more interesting than just seeing the actual technique. Um, and also to the voyeur audience of us as the voyeur watching and all the voyeurism with that and the isolation, of course, which we've talked about before. And this one I thought was really interesting is, um, the use of masks and the passage throughout. Uh, so in this film, you have Eugenie and her father, they have three levels of relationships. First, they start off, uh, unmasked at home, the father, the daughter, the mother, they have the relationship. They're unmasked. She says, we're family, you know, we're, we're, we have our relationship. Second, they wear the masks at the orgy. They put on the masks to go into, and that's the second level. And then when they are unmasked, then they're at the third level. They're able to accept that they're together and they can't go back to that first level where they were at, but now they're at the third level. Yep, now you're at the old boy level. Yeah. So now you're at the third level and that's where you're going to be. So. I thought that was kind of interesting how the masks going through the progression of the different levels, you know, but um, yeah, I thought, I thought that was kind of yeah. odd how he used masks and everything and going to that. But no, I, I, I really like this. I know the uh, aesthetics aside of the limps and this and that and stuff. I just liked the theme and the feel of it and just everybody experiencing thing and just watching it and taking its time and just seeing, even though it was slow on certain things and stuff. I, I liked that just kicking back, watching it and indulging in it and not just, running through it but just walking through it and just kind of you know letting it wash over you you know if we're gonna get to the part where you know we get the guy to fuck his daughter that, that i mean you you've seen old boy right yeah 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 right yeah, it, I, I, oh i hear you old boy yeah right right i mean i immediately thought of that like when when you know like when he says eugenie it's you and she looks up at him. It's like, you know, you like you think of old boy when he realizes it was his daughter and he just like loses his mind and falls yeah. to pieces. And then you see this and he's like, oh, it's you and keeps shoving his dick in her mouth. It's like- <laughs> yeah, it's a different a different path. Yeah. You know, different path you can go on. That's for sure. <laughs> Led Zeppelin. Sorry to heaven. It's West uh, or East meets West mentality for yeah perspective for some, I suppose. It's kind of funny. <laughs> but no i i, I liked I, I like i said of all the sod stuff maybe it's being x-rated i felt like there was some more stuff that was cool i liked the perversions i liked the cocktail special glad that scene was very just like i wow, like the cocktail you know? special that was- yeah that, that, that was fucking badass um i liked 
I liked uh, Martine, the character. She, she she was really good in this, I thought. And uh, but yeah, I mean, other than that, you know, it's, it's not bad. I don't think it's a piece of shit. I, I think it's more than a porno. I actually really liked it. And people use porno kind of like in a negative sense sometimes, even though there's really beautiful porno films and blah blah blah. But people goes, oh, it's just porno. It's it's porno. But I don't know. I thought it was a cool film. And I would definitely watch it again and and um, recommend it. Hey, if you look at people. my Instagram, there is a picture of me taken just two weeks ago, smiling under a big sign that says "sexploitation." So yeah. big fan of pornos, big yeah, giant no, fan of. No. Them. But uh, yeah, I just that was actually the trouble with this one is I don't really yeah it wasn't really like that much of a porn. I mean, even though it was, is it was like all hardcore stuff, but it was just not shot very pretty and lots of limp dicks. So there's that. But yeah, the the the. Uh, I don't know if you can call it plot line or storyline or whatever it was amusing. And of course, Jess's little touches. I like Jess's little touches. You definitely liked this more than I did. Yeah. I mean, especially watching it <laughs> back to back with Eugene. Sexy and I've seen him do sexy. I've seen him do, you know, really sexy. And this was not that sexy. So. Yeah. I, I think we watched it for different reasons. I mean, I watched it <laughs> to see the Eugene connection and the Dassault and, 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 and was curious about it. I, I honestly didn't want to go into it. Like, all right, I'm ready to jack off and like get off on the film. You know, I mean, <laughs> that's for other stuff. But with this, I didn't even think that or feel that or you know anything like that. I was just more. It's just. Frank, I mean, right? I appreciate yeah. the Eugenie angles and all that too. We did watch, you know, the Eugenie films and stuff just last. And it week. does follow that other movie pretty closely with its it scenarios and plot lines, and it follows it through. And I mean, it's pretty faithful in certain parts, you know. Yeah, the other better. movie did it better without the sex, so it's kind of, you know, yeah, just a, a silly one. I don't know. But the, oh, yeah, actually, before there's I, a I, reason it's obscure. Okay, so let's <laughs> let's hit the list real quick. Um, so this is the items, uh, Franco list items that we count all the time to see what we see and if they're in there. So uh, I made a list subconsciously as watching this, making notes as I went. So all right, number one, body of water. Yes, we see a body of water uh, outside of the house. Uh, I think when she's, depending across, you see it right in the beginning. Uh, no sailboats or boats in this film. Didn't catch any palm trees. Uh, number five, jungle sound effects. Well, there's no jungle sound effects, but as we talked about earlier, there's lots of uh, fake dubbed porn sound effects in here of moaning and uh, sighs and such when it couldn't be going on. So that was pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, number six, chained up person, not chained up, this tied up, like we talked about, Eugenie's tied up to the bed by the two servants uh, during the orgy, which was cool because they like put her off to the side so nobody would fuck with her and to keep her, keep her more, keep her a motor running, keep her revved up so when she's ready to go, you know. Uh, number seven, dance scenes on stage stripping, nothing like that. Eight, club scenes dancing, no club scenes in this. Number nine, jazz music. Well, if we have the original soundtrack, possibly, but like I said, we get the uh, David Sanborn style uh, sax song, Papa Was Rolling Stone, and Shine On You Crazy Diamond. Uh, number 10, excessive zooms. There's a lot of close up shots. I didn't really see a lot of zooming in, but there was like oh my God, right are you there. Kidding? There was so much zooming. Close up shots or zooming, like the actual process of the zoom or actual just close up so, shots. There was so much zooming, you couldn't even see it in focus sometimes. It was yeah. like, I couldn't tell. It was like, is that a dick? Is that a balls? Is that a ass? Is that a leg? I, I didn't even know what I was looking at half the time. It was like so zoomed in. Yeah. And sometimes and he went out of focus when he was changing scenes, which I, I don't count that because, like, okay, it's a and transition. And they'd zoom show. out and be like, oh, that's what I was looking at. <laughs> 
Well, you also had your fingers in front of your eyes too, so maybe you're. <laughs> <laughs> that was um, only at the last cum shot. Yeah. <laughs> Something really just—I I mean, that was just more mostly because I was laughing so hard. Yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so number eleven out of focus shots. Yeah, we'll, we'll definitely <laughs> count those. Uh, Twelve mirror shots. There's a cool mirror shot I talk about when they bring Eugenie in. Uh, yeah. the mirrors there. Uh, her watching through the two way mirror, and then uh, that's mostly the the two ones that I caught. Um, Thirteen mind control theme. Um, I guess maybe uh, just she's so interested about sex. Maybe that I don't know. If that's a mind control theme, but I don't know. I, I'll, I'll say no. Sex is mind control. It is very true. Okay, number 14, magic tongue scenes. Oh, yeah. It's not Lena, but there was plenty of magic tongues. I'm curious yeah. how, how Lena would do in this film. Oh, where she would, have where would you see Lena play? Would she play Martine? Good. Do you think she'd play Martine? Like the one that seduces her and brings her in? Or do you think she would play the mother? Or who do you think Lena would play if she's in this? Uh, oh, like as a character? Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I just saw her like licking pussies. I don't know. I mean, she could play anything. She's leaning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think she would probably play the Martine character, the one that brings yeah, her I was in. Yeah, because it's a lead. You know, I, I would see her as that, and she'd be good as that. Yeah, so. she would. I mean, well, you know, it depends on her age too. When she was young, she was great at playing innocent, and yeah, she got older, she got more into throwing the whips out and this was right after like uh the elsa the wicked warden the wanda the wicked warden film and uh right around there when she had just broken up with uh her husband and just getting ready to get with jess right around this time so that's kind of area she was at um okay so number 15 uh red light oh yeah a lot lot of red light scenes there's red lights on eugenie there's red lights in the orgy scene to show hell and there's one of the red light uh, number 16, sheepskin rug. I think I caught one, but masturbation with a C item. Yeah, definitely masturbation with a cigarette. And I was so happy that I was, that this was on the list because so many of these lately, I've never got to use the masturbation with a letter C item and this had the cigarette. So that was nice. And then also lots of other masturbation scenes in this with fingers and everything else, you know, uh, 17 mad scientists. No 18 fish tank shots. No 19 talking parrots. No 20. End credits, yes or no? No end credits, no beginning credits, but it does say Finn, F-I-N at the end. You know, that's about it. Uh, number 11, handwritten notes. Not really. I didn't see, catch that on this. Uh, 22, spiral staircase shots. Nothing. 23, inept cops. No cops. 24, belly chains. No belly chains. 25, kinks. Uh, that's too numerous to count. Uh, number 26, great headboards. Not really. I didn't catch any great headboards in this, like one or two pretty basic ones because they were in the hotel. So hotels don't really have great headboards. And number 27, finally, fear or desire. Let's say desire. What do you oh, think? Yeah, yeah it's, it's all about desire. So, so all right. Well, um, I think that's pretty thorough. I think we talked about this film more than a lot of people have talked about cocktail special. I think we've talked about it more than anyone on earth has ever talked about it. Yeah. In the history of all time. So I think after this, I'm going to open up a can of fruit cocktail and have a nice cocktail special. And you're just going to piss in it and <laughs> in it. And yeah, drop a load down. there. Yeah, piss in there and, you know, say yeah. cheers. And maybe uh, celebrate the upcoming Easter, Easter Sunday coming up, you know, be a, be a nice yeah. little Easter toast. So There you go. Yeah, yeah. So. Funny. All right. Well, do you have any, uh, any final words to Bye. say on the subject of cocktail special? Um, 
more hard dicks. No, I'm talking about the film, not your real life. <laughs> well. <laughs> Just because you wear that on a t-shirt every day doesn't mean that you have to always get it into the episodes. <laughs> All right, well, that was fun. So I think that's that's good good last words to say on this is more hard dicks from Collie. More so. hard dicks. Yeah, that'll be your quote for the episode. So. All right. All righty, well, buenas noches. <laughs> cheers, cheers.